homeschool friends and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here today with Kim. And we're going to talk about language arts, and we're going to try to give you a really clear um, idea of how to plan for language arts for a year of homeschool high school. And we're going to try to make it uh, less confusing. There you it, go. it seems to be something that confuses a lot of people because it is a complex credit. It has various components to it. Lots of moving parts. And once you get a handle on, oh, those are the five moving parts that I'm paying attention to, then mm-hmm. it becomes much less confusing and much easier to plan for your year. So All right. five parts? There are five parts. Well, do tell us. What are the five parts, Sabrina? Well, you know, there are the, the five parts include some obvious parts and some not so obvious parts. Yeah. So the reading of books, kind of the obvious. literature piece, is yes. a kind of obvious part. And the writing is a pretty of obvious. No, just writing maybe of essays. <laughs> could, be, could be writing a book research if paper really loves it. But yeah. uh, yes. yes. So reading and writing mm-hmm. and um, grammar. Not arithmetic. Not no, arithmetic. No. Not in the language arts gotcha. credit. Good, good. Grammar. Reading, writing, grammar. Gotcha. Vocabulary. Yup. And public speaking. Oh, yes. I always forget that And one. the public speaking is the one that a lot of people forget mm-hmm. or never realized in the first place in yeah. order to forget it. Yeah. Um, so let's start with that one and work backwards. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Public speaking should be a part of your homeschool, high school, language, arts plan. Mm-hmm. And even if it is not a formal speech curriculum, it should be uh, something that beginning at ninth grade, if possible, helps your student gain confidence in effectively communicating in front of a group. For a shy kid, it might start with something as simple as reading a poem or a prayer at a family Thanksgiving gathering with grandparents and cousins around, but it shouldn't stop there. Mm. Um, it's ideal if you do at some point use a speech curriculum of some sort or online resources for public speaking mm-hmm. for teens, because this is something that used to be... Um, some people did something with it, but a lot of people didn't because they really hate public speaking or they're really mm. afraid of public speaking. And everyone kind of understood that a lot of people are really afraid. It's, isn't it like ranked as the number one fear or something yes, like that? Yes, it is. I think it's, it's like over fear of dying. I yeah, think. yeah. 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 Yep. So because so many people are afraid to do it and don't want to do it but up until our generation, you could kind of find ways to give yourself an out and not do oh, anything yeah. with it. But the world has changed. Those days are gone. Yep. Yep. And the expectation is that you have to be able to present yourself in job interviews, in meetings in your in your career, um, in group projects in college, in civic organizations, volunteer organizations. It just in is church activities. Yes. Yeah. It's just everywhere. expected. Everywhere. And particularly for a college-bound kid, oh, yeah. they will have to do public speaking. In just about a every class, it seems, every semester, across the board, it doesn't matter major. It's not mm-hmm. not just communications majors, right. which we might think of, but science majors, math majors, English majors, psychology majors, sport management majors, music majors, you name it. So there. because public speaking is communicating mm-hmm. to a group mm-hmm. and because communication is done effectively with words yep. and knowing how to use words and how to put them together, 
it falls under the language arts credit. Yeah. And that's the piece that a lot of people don't realize that's where it fits. But it's really the only place that it does fit mm-hmm. for high school. Um, so, yeah, you need to be doing some, something with public speaking every year of yeah. high school. And if you're listening to this podcast and your kid is going into 11th grade and you haven't done anything with it, that's okay. But you definitely want to put some real time and attention into yeah. it this year. Because it is it is important. It is easier for most kids if they do a little bit each of the four years and mm-hmm. sort of ease into it. Yep. Um, but if you're starting at, at the end of high school, that's okay. Just make yeah. sure you get them some experience with public speaking. Yep. All right. So moving back from that vocabulary. Mm. Wow. Some kids naturally just pick up new vocabulary words. Mm. They are word nerds, yeah. word geeks. Sponges. Um, yeah. And it's not too difficult to expand their vocabulary simply from the books that they're reading. Mm-hmm. They pick up new words. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. There are a whole lot of kids who are not that way. Uh, yeah. And um, in particular, if you are going to participate in standardized testing like the SATs and the ACTs, mm-hmm. you need to intentionally yep. learn a bunch of new vocabulary words every year of high school. Yeah. You can draw them from books that you're reading. The literature study guides that we have at sevensistershomeschool.com have vocabulary included in each guide. Mm -hmm. Vocabulary words drawn from the work of literature that's being studied. But it's also okay to do a standalone um, 10,000 words that everyone should know or SAT Mm -hmm. prep vocabulary. Um, There are fun online tools of games like freerice.com. Freerice.com, yeah. Um, So it doesn't matter so much how you come at it, mm. it's important that you make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, grammar. Yeah, everybody's favorite. Everybody's well, some people favorite. around here actually really yeah, like it. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, some of my sisters really geek out on their grammar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they are in the minority population-wise. Yes. I would think I would think so, yeah. Yeah. And but some it's important. kids, it's important. It Here's is. what's confusing. Um. Some kids, by the time they've gotten to high school, do not need a standalone grammar program, and it is actually a waste of their time and energy to make them complete one. Mm-hmm. Some kids have been using a grammar curriculum all through elementary school and middle school, and they have learned a lot of the rules, and they use them very consistently. Mm-hmm. If their writing indicates that they have a strong knowledge of the rules of grammar and that they follow them, then you don't have to make them do a standalone grammar. Yeah. However, if your kid is not a very good writer, and if you yourself do not feel confident with grammar, mm-hmm. oh, please invest in oh, a grammar my. program. There are so many good yes. ones out there. And the nice thing with grammar is um, the rules are pretty much the rules. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you find that feels like a good fit for you yeah. in, in how it's presented, you're learning the same material Yeah. across, yeah. across the board. Pretty universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Except for so, that Oxford comma. Oh, the Oxford <laughs> comma. And so many good friendships have ended over the Oxford comma. It's it's tragic, really. But <laughs> oh my, are we the grammar geek? <laughs> if you have a student who is pretty naturally good at grammar, who mm-hmm. already has a lot of that mastered, you still need to show grammar mm. in their work um, for the for their transcript and for their so portfolio for the year. That? And so you do that simply by keeping rough drafts mm. of their writing, writing that are marked with any errors that they did mm. make, and then the final draft showing that they went back and corrected those things. Yeah. And that counts as showing grammar mastery for a kid who is a really solid writer. Yeah. 
So public speaking, vocabulary, grammar, grammar. and now we're to the writing part. Mm. Oi, how much do they write? What should they write? How many of each kind of thing? How many words? That's right. <laughs> there is not one right way. First Amen. of all, Amen. not one right way, but we're going to give you just a real easy bottom line. If you do this, you can feel confident that that was a reasonable that you covered thing. Yeah. yeah. And so that would be um, at least four five paragraph essays mm-hmm. in a year. That's not a lot, y'all. Yeah, like one per quarter. Yeah. yeah. At least four short papers of some other type of writing. Mm-hmm. It could be a creative short story. It could be poetry. It could be journal entries. It could be a letter, friendly letter, business letter. It mm-hmm. could be some kind of professional writing, business um, writing. Mm-hmm. So many different kinds of things fall into that. Basically, if it's not an essay and it's not a research project, then it can fall into the short if paper they write category. a resume. Yes. That's a short paper, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, it has to be something beyond like their social media. Yes, right. you know, um, something that was intentionally written as a sample of their writing for their school. Twitter posts but... do not count as short <laughs> <That's> paper, <right. laughs> although I know they don't tweet anymore. But anyway, <laughs> and then a research paper, mm-hmm. and people say, "Oh, well, what what kind and how long?" and that's a that's not a one size fits all kind mm-hmm. of answer either. Um, by the time a kid is graduating from high school, by the time they're in their senior year, they should be able to write a 10-page research paper. Oh, yeah. And they should be able to follow the style rules from a style manual for an MLA-style paper or a Chicago-style paper or an APA-style mm-hmm. paper. They should be able to follow those rules, but they don't have to have that style memorized. Oh, no. Who does? Yeah. Right. And it changes from year to year. Mm. So you need to look online to get the the most up-to-date rules for citations and Mm -hmm. all of that. But the research writing process is important and it is unique. And it's not just the research paper. It's the process to get it there. Gathering the information. Organizing it. it. Sanctified, Mm -hmm. if I (laughs) use that word. Uh, yeah, making sure that what is yours looks like it's yours and ideas that you got from somewhere else are clearly labeled as such. Uh-huh. Avoiding plagiarism yeah. at all costs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really simple, but that's really at the heart of what mm-hmm. you need to make sure that there are at least four essays, at least four short papers of another type, and at least one research paper. Beautiful. Most students, and certainly college prep students, and certainly upperclassmen, should be writing more than that. hmm but um, exactly how much more is going to depend on their unique situation and mm-hmm. set of circumstances. Yeah. So that's what we throw out as sort of the bare bones, the, the, the minimum um, mm-hmm. for a year of high school writing. And then literature. How many books? Who chooses mm. the books? What makes a classic? How many classics? Mm. Et cetera, et cetera. Again, there's not one right answer. Mm-mm. Some kids struggle tremendously with reading, actually have um, developmental eye problems, have dyslexia, have uh, other types of of learning differences that make reading really difficult. Mm -hmm. For those kids, some of these guidelines might not even be the best fit, or you might want to use a lot of audio books to make that happen. But for the average high schooler or the um, average college prep high Mm -hmm. schooler, Mm -hmm. You're looking at at least, um, uh, well, okay, you're looking at one book per month 
that you are going to assign and that you're going to do some analysis of literature with. So nine books per year, one per traditional, one per month for a traditional academic year. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to make your kid do lit analysis on every single thing they read all year long. Mm. So you choose nine of the titles and assign some analysis with it. Mm-hmm. And then you let them choose another, say, six. Mm-hmm. And they'll get to a total of 15 titles. And 15 titles is okay. That's respectable. Especially for um, ninth and 10th graders. Yeah. And especially for average as as opposed to college bound. Yes. Um, right. Level two instead of level three. If you've got a college bound kid, take the that number of books that they're going to choose and add it. Uh, add 50% to it. That's right. So if, if they're going to choose six books of their own and it's a college prep student, have them choose nine books of their own. Mm-hmm. And now they're reading a total of 18 books over mm-hmm. the course of the year. Nine of them they're doing analysis with. And the other nine they're not. Um, and let them choose most yeah. of those other titles according to popular titles that their friends are reading according to their specific area of interest. These do not all have to be novels. They can be tied to an an area of science or of history or social studies that they're Mm -hmm. interested in. They could be um, about auto mechanics. It can, it can be anything that interests them. It doesn't have to be novels. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of value in learning how to read a technical thing. If that's where you're going, right? There certainly is. You can also put together a collection of short stories, a collection of poems, Mm -hmm. a collection of articles on a topic and count it as a book. Mm -hmm. Just use your common sense. Yeah. If, it's enough material if it's 50 pages or so of challenging material Mm -hmm. and it looks like that could have been put together and bound by a publisher (laughs) and put out there as a single title you can count that as a book absolutely Um, you just want to be sure that if anyone ever challenges you that you feel that with complete integrity you can Mm -hmm. defend the choices that you made yeah I think that was it. I talked a lot because this is my so. area. This is, this this is, is Sabrina's wheelhouse. House. That's, That's why I kind of just like nodded a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you could hear me nodding loudly. I know oh, the, yes. All oh. the rocks rolling around up there, <laughs> as my grandma <laughs> used to say. <laughs> yeah. So don't forget the public speaking. Make sure the vocabulary is really growing each year. Mm-hmm. Make sure that grammar is being mastered, whether that is through editing their own writing or whether it's using a standalone grammar curriculum. Make sure that they are writing at least four essays, four short papers of another type, and a research paper every mm-hmm. year. And make sure that they're reading at least nine books each year that they're doing some lit analysis with, plus another anywhere between six and 20 yeah, right. <laughs> additional titles. If you have mm-hmm. a kid who is really into language arts and reading and writing and all of that, and they want an honors credit in language mm-hmm. arts, and they're an upperclassman. Let them run with they it. They should probably read 40 books mm-hmm. by the time the year is over to earn an honors credit. Because an honors credit is essentially double the work mm-hmm. of a regular college prep credit. Mm-hmm. And so um, 40, 40 titles is not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. However, 40 titles is not necessary. Yes. <laughs> unless your kid is trying to earn an honors mm-hmm. credit in language arts as an upperclassman. So don't, don't fall into the... Um, the false pressure thing that, mm-hmm. well, more is always better. Oh, right. Yeah. If you're burning them out, if they are losing their love for reading, if they mm-hmm. feel like reading is nothing but analysis and there's no place to just enjoy someone who uses words beautifully, mm-hmm. then back the number down. Oh, yeah. Go for quality, not yeah. always quantity. Yeah, absolutely. Keep thinking about the end goal here. That's right. It's not just checking that box. It's really uh, creating a rich thing. And, and not only do we have um, 
titles that, uh, you know, that encompass all five of these areas. Well, the grammar through the through the writing, through the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, at Seven Sisters, but you can find great stuff anywhere. So you can use um, you can find curriculum, but you can also find in our um, in our Facebook lives, in our on our blogs. There's freebies, so yeah, there's lots of resources and information there for you. Um, so please let us know how we can help you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Let us know how we can help you. Let us know how um, we or others have helped you in the past and things that have been successful for your homeschool, because that just might be successful for somebody else's homeschool, too. Absolutely. And um, we all need to take care of each other. We are grateful to have each other at Seven Sisters, and we are grateful to have our Seventh Sisters, who are all of you who are listening and who... Um, use our curriculum or who get involved in the conversation on the blog or our Facebook page or the Homeschool High School podcast Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We all need to look out for each other because homeschooling works best when we do it it's in community. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for being here today and for being our seventh sister. And uh, we hope that you have lots of fun planning for your language arts year in your homeschool high school. Until next time, this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.